0: Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the X experts We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Welcome back to another episode of the X experts podcast, where we give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. And you know why? We've lived it, so we get it. I'm Jessica.
1: And I'm TH, and I'm very excited today to invite Dr. Valerie Raymond and my daughter, Samantha Waldman, to our podcast today. Um, We're going to talk about a program called Banana Splits. I came across this program back in 2008 when I was separating from my now ex-husband with a need to find resources. I felt I had a need to find resources for my children in the school and there were resources for bullying and and all these other programs, but with the number of divorced families in our community, I was disappointed that there weren't any support programs in the school for the kids, which is where they spend most of their time during the week. So I went online and I found Dr. Valerie Raymond, who has taken on the charge of banana splits and paying it forward And so Dr. Raymond, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came across this program and what it really is as far as support in the school?
2: Okay, sure. Um, I was a school psychologist in a New York City independent school in the uh, elementary grades. And in one particular year in the early 90s, we had three students uh, who were affected by uh, divorce or parental death, two of them involving alcohol. And uh, it was an excellent teacher that year. And the two of us did what you do in school. You work individually with the families, with the students. And we both felt this is such a pity that they don't know each other's story. Uh, We could not breach that confidentiality to let them know. And by happenstance, that same year, the New York Times ran an article about uh, a school on Long Island that had a banana splits program. It was a fabulous article, um, very graphic in terms of what children were saying. And so my colleague and I said, we have to get trained in this and off we went. And we brought it back to this elementary school. And we began uh, with students in second, third and fourth grades just because they happened to eat lunch at the same time. You know, these are the, professional decisions that you make in schools, you know, where's a room, where's a time. Um, And we first invited the parents to talk to them about it to get their permission to do it. And then we began the program. Within a couple of years, more students had joined, kids told their friends about it. And parents at the first grade level were asking for it. And uh, the administration in fifth grade, which began the middle school where I was, were asking for it. So it's a program that sells itself entirely. Um, You just have to offer it and kids come.
0: Tell us a little bit about what they're getting when they come into it. So for parents out there who are listening to this, who wanna know if their school has a banana splits and if they do, what is your, your kid gonna get out of it?
2: What your kid gets out of it? Oh, it's a number of things. Uh, first of all, to know that you're not alone. Mm. I mean, that's enormous to walk into a room full of kids and realize that all these people have some version of your experience. Uh, second of all is um, that you form bonds within a, a school district that will last for years going forward uh, because you'll banana splits typically is offered every year, if possible, if there's enough staff. So this will will carry on third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade and on. Um, kids get new perspective on their own situation by listening to other people's stories. They gain self-esteem by being able to offer support to another student. Um, well, Samantha. One more thing, they get um, sometimes real practical help from each other. Uh, Typically, if a student wants to talk about something, um, the leader gives them a little space to talk um, and then asks, who else has had something like this? And somebody almost always will have something to say. And then uh, the next question is, well, what could she do in this situation? And so there's a chance for kids to listen to their own peers giving suggestions.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, Samantha, you, 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 how old were you when you started? I believe I was in second grade, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Now?
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Year. And and you probably were young enough at the time that maybe you didn't know what you were getting out of it.
3: Yeah. But so, how was it? What was your experience like being part of this group, this new group? Going into it, it it was harder for me because none of my friends' parents were divorced. So during recess, I was not outside with my friends. So I don't, I think that it definitely made me feel like I wasn't alone. But also at the time, I didn't necessarily want to talk about my feelings or, you know, so I felt like I, what I took from it, I think, is that I realized that having someone else in the same situation and and confiding in people was important and not necessarily like a professional or a therapist or a guidance counselor. So I tried to confide in my friends, which ended up as more people got divorced. I started to have more friends who I could talk to about it. So I realized the importance of having like a friend support system um, as also as like a guidance counselor.
1: I think that those two things are really important. <clears throat> I think like Dr. Raymond's saying, if you build it, they will come, but it has to be a safe place to transport into. So, right, right. you know, I wanted it to be during lunch. I So what I did was I got the information from Dr. Raymond. I met with the guidance counselor at our elementary school because both of my daughters were there at the same time a year apart. <clears throat> and I took them through and she went to a training um, through Dr. Raymond in order to understand how to properly implement the program in the school.
0: So I just want to jump in here for a second because honestly, like anybody listening, if, you, if it turns out that your school, your kid's school doesn't have a program like this, listen to what Teach is saying. She actually got it implemented at her school. And yeah. so that's like a great thing to know. You can empower yourself and your kids to be able to bring this kind of a resource which at the end of the day is super impactful for the kids. So I also think it's fascinating to hear your story with this about how you kind of got it going.
2: Right.
1: Well, I'm a little bit of an internet troll, so <laughs> I was just trolling the internet for information. And back then there wasn't even that much. Information. But
0: you activated it at the school, and that's like a major step.
1: Right. If you're if you're a parent that's involved in the school, that certainly helps. So they know you, they trust you. You're not just calling to be a pain in the ass. Right. Um, I had something legitimate I had like my pitch for it was very authentic um, and I was happy to do whatever they needed from my end to make it happen so and so with Samantha's year even though it didn't take for her at that time well also we were more
3: of like the first year of right. it. you were you were at the very beginning so and- as my siblings started going as they got older there was more of their friends in it and even up uh, more development of the program. So I was more So it was a
1: safer space because she had the comfort of friends or a sibling and they would all be going together. It's not like that's the kid, that's the divorce kid going on his own or her own. They were a group. They were, they were secure with each other.
0: Doctor I just want to
2: add a couple of things. Um, first of all, banana food is completely voluntary. I think Samantha's kind of touched on this. Um, if parents w- try to get their kids into it, we would discourage that. You know, It's not something that should be pushed. When the kid's ready, well, you you waited, she was ready. But if, if the kid doesn't wanna go and the mom says, oh, how can I get her to go? We say, why don't you wait till she wants to go? There's not a lot to be gained by pushing it. Uh, second of all, nobody ever has to speak ever. Uh, I had a first grade girl um, in a group who never missed a meeting every other week for an entire year, never missed, and never said a single word. Uh, but you know, we figured she's getting something out of it. Kids vote with their feet; they don't like it, they don't come. Right. Uh, and in the spring, we were having a conversation. Uh, uh, I think about uh, about anger. I think, and I raised the question. Um, does anybody ever just feel mad about the situation that you find yourself in? And this little girl said, with the first word she ever said, I feel like that all the time oh, after eight sure. months. <laughs> so You hit so, it right
1: on the nose. So parents
2: should know that there is no pressure to speak, um, that always the, confidential, the confidentiality rules are gone over um and in our experience kids are about as good at that as adults are which is to say good but not fail safe um we do stress that you only come in and tell your own story you don't come in and tell your friend's story or your cousin's story and when you leave you only talk about your own story you can talk to the other kids in the group about what went on but you don't go out uh, and talk about oh you know what samantha said in group today
0: mm-hmm.
3: well samantha were you so- ever worried about that
2: where was I ever worried? I'm sorry.
3: No, I was saying was Samantha ever worried about yeah. that. Honestly, I don't really I don't remember speaking that much in um the group, but no, I wasn't really worried. I think there was like four or five, and like there'd always be like one student who like didn't want to come that day, and like that was like fine, and it was like very comfortable.
1: The thing was with Samantha was the timing wasn't right and being parent and person that I am, I like to fix everything, like right away. Don't we all? was not my virtue. I've become much more patient. But so Samantha was struggling and I was was thinking, oh my God, well, I've created this. Now you gotta go, you have to go. So to your point, Dr. Raymond, (laughs) that is a lesson for all parents, whatever your kid's struggle is, they will come to it in their own time. And then as Samantha became more comfortable over the years, you know, Samantha, why don't you tell us what you ended up doing?
3: So I then went to bring it into three other elementary schools, but I added How a grade different... were you
1: in when you did that?
3: I was in 11th, 11... no, yeah, 11th grade. You were
1: already in high school. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
3: Um, But I wanted to add a different component to it because I wanted to add someone that wasn't necessarily a teacher or a guidance counselor, just someone like me who went through it and lived it and could add something at different kind of advice than necessarily just like how are you feeling so I thought I went into it thinking that I would just be able to help them and they wouldn't be able to really help me but I ultimately they brought a different perspective to divorce for me as well so it was a two-sided thing and I think that it really helped me. <laughs> so, doc, a, that, I mean, I, I love that story so much. I feel like it's so
0: heartwarming. And again, just goes to the messaging of like, you know, sometimes you think that your kid isn't getting something out of something. Sometimes you think it's not resonating with your kids. Sometimes you think you're pushing them into something, you know, or they're going and, you, you know, like you said, Dr. Raymond, that little girl who didn't say anything the whole time. And Samantha has even said she didn't feel like necessarily she realized she was getting anything out of it. And then All those years later, she went on to be the take the
3: initiative
0: to then yeah it's really it's an incredible like pay it forward story, but so Dr Raymond anyone out there who's listening who. isn't lucky enough to currently have a banana splits program at their kids school wherever they live in the country, what are like two or three things that you would recommend that they do to be able to set up that initiative at their own schools.
2: Right. Um, Well, I think TH touched on a good deal of that. Um, It's a good idea if you go with another parent to show that there's a constituency, if you can. That's that's always a good thing. On my website, which I believe is going to be posted before we stop today, uh, there are some FAQ pages, some for parents and some for school personnel, uh, which are very succinct, uh, and they deal with the, the issues that schools are often worried about, Uh, money. Uh, Does it take away from academic time? Um, uh, We have no room in our curriculum for another program and it addresses all of that. So parents could take those FAQs in with them um, and not give up. (laughs) The most important
0: thing really, Mm -hmm. advocate for the kids.
2: Samantha, who did you meet with
1: at the school level for other people who are interested, um, you know, other students who are interested in paying it forward if the parents aren't involved in it anymore? Who did you meet with to sell it?
3: Oh, I met with the superintendent and then all the principals of all the elementary schools. And the end goal was really to get a group of high school students to be able to go during lunchtime to the elementary schools And even if they weren't leading the group, like if the guidance counselor was leading it, they were just like there to be a presence there. So if they had any questions, maybe our stories could relate with them. So that was like more of the goal of my addition to the group.
2: Samantha, were you successful in that? Did you get a bunch of high school kids that were willing to make that commitment to go and attend those groups?
3: I got interest and then I graduated yeah. and it kind of the high school part of it kind of slew off a little, yeah, but yeah. there's still the group in elementary schools. Right. And I kind of leaned on my sister, but she.
1: <laughs> now it's Allie's responsibility. I it's it's right. By the way, they're both in college now, sophomores uh-huh. and juniors, but, <clears throat> but that would be great for you for you, Samantha, or any student yeah, who gonna go be and- a peer, mm-hmm. and, right, an older kid, you know, little kids look up to older kids exactly. and you kind of get my situation. You're like a superhero for them.
2: Yes, absolutely true. And the cross age kind of um, mm-hmm. situation is just fantastic. We also used to have um, faculty and staff mentors. Um, if someone was interested in doing this, I mean, it could be a cafeteria worker, it could be a teacher could be anybody that the kids were familiar with who wanted to come in and share their stories. And we would interview them first to make sure that you know what they wanted to say was appropriate, that they were comfortable with it. Uh, And then they would come in and they would tell their story. And all the kids would tell their story right back to the faculty or the staff members. So that was another way of of extending the experience.
1: And keeping it a safe space. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's safe. So when you make eye contact with that faculty
0: member in school,
1: they got your back.
0: I'm curious with Samantha, (laughs) given that Allie's only a year younger, and I guess you weren't there when Jason was in it. But like, did you did you feel like you ever found? And this would be just relevant for anybody who has uh, kids that are close together in age that might be in the same group. Like, did you ever hear anything that Allie said that surprised you, or did you ever feel like you were confiding something that maybe Allie didn't know? And like, did that somehow within the family like bring you guys closer in terms of dealing with your experience together?
3: Honestly, no. Um, We kind of dealt with divorce differently, I feel like. And I almost confided more in my friends or I got my stress out almost telling my story to my friends and like helping them. So I think that my siblings really did it on their own, which is obviously different for everyone, but that was our way. Yeah,
0: well, that's gonna be a whole nother podcast in and of itself of like, you know, different ways that kids are dealing with it. But um, I just think that this whole organization and everything that it does sounds so incredible. And Dr. Eamon, thank you for um, not just being here and sharing it with the ex-experts community, but really just doing what you do, because it's such an important thing for parents of kidlets of all ages everywhere to know that these kinds of things are out there when you're feeling like you're in a situation where you're just kind of helpless. Um, so I, I, I love everything about it. And I love that, that th really like, again, kind of took it upon herself to, to find it and everything for the kids. So, um, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it.
2: I would just mention um, also on the website are, uh, books for children, uh, of different ages and uh, books for parents. Um, There are links to other organizations, so parents might want to go on the website and poke around.
0: And that website address is bananasplitsresourcecenter.org, which we'll have posted on the X-Experts website as well. And if anyone out there has any questions, you can email at info at bananasplitsresourcecenter.org.
3: Saman, what were you going to say? I just wanted to thank you also, Dr. Raymond, even though I didn't speak as much in the group, I was definitely listening and it oh. definitely helped me on my path to moving forward with my parents' divorce. So thank I so you. i so glad. That.
1: Oh, a- oh,
0: I
3: love that. <laughs> <laughs> this is great.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the ex-experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember there are so many of us just like you. Now, please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.